I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we've started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Well, Kevin, have you heard the nursery rhyme that's been going around? Mm. Mm. About a a nice geriatric mm. woman named Mary She's Jo. She's very lovely. Mm. Oh, shh. Don't say your name. Oh, out loud. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, <laughs> no, you can't say that because then she'll take your tongue. Oh, that's true. And if you don't know the rhyme, don't worry. They'll be saying it approximately four thousand times throughout the rest of this film. Every time they say it, they like start to say it, and then they get interrupted, and then they try it again. Yeah. I'm like, can you just say the whole fucking thing? <laughs> like, what's the ending? Like, you've already said her name. You've done yeah. the damage. Like, she's yeah. coming for you in your tongue. Just yeah. fucking finish the damn right. rhyme, people. Right. My God. Right. What does she do with these tongues? I, mean, I guess she puts them in her dolls. I, I, I don't know. Well, she makes that big tongue, um, tongue, uh, like, fruit by the foot thing that comes out oh, of her mouth. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't look as tasty as a fruit by the foot, but it's about as long. It's, it's many feet, and it's uh, yeah. wet. And... <laughs> she was very popular among the, uh, <laughs> me the men folk. <laughs> A great Ravens <laughs> Fair. Very popular. I'm sure you were very popular. <laughs> she has tricks you've never seen before with those tongues. <laughs> Quite a woman, that Mary. Yep, yeah. yeah, you haven't lived until you've had a Mary Shaw rim job. It's just <laughs> it's really. <laughs> and you never live again after that. You don't. <laughs> Only live once. YOLO. <laughs> She can, uh, uh, but that man died with a smile on his oh, face. <laughs> did he? She can take a licking and she keeps on licking. <laughs> oh, Why do they all Mary. look like uh, they were attacked by Samara at the end, but like without a tongue? Like it's basically the same face, just like without a tongue. Uh, yeah, I think that was like a big deal. I think they were like, you remember that scene in the ring? Where, like, they find the corpses, and it's really scary, and everyone was like, ah, oh, that's terrifying. Let's mm-hmm. just do that again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's add a little bit of blood, you know, because we really got to earn that R rating. Even though, why is this rated R? I don't understand. Uh, yeah, nothing particularly scandalous in this. No. Really. They could have cut, like, a few frames, and it would have been PG-13. Thir- and yeah. probably made a lot more money, too. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely shocked that right. they didn't cut a lot of st- stuff out just to have a... PG thirteen because they did it with every other movie, right? It's why not? True. Why not this one? It would have worked. Even the yeah gore is not really there, like toward the no. end a little bit, but it's so dark and it, there's this fucking blue filter we were talking about over everything that is just uh, obnoxious. Like the only scenes that don't have it are the flashback scenes, and that's probably why those are yeah. my favorite because even though it's a giant exposition dump in the middle of the movie, like at least it doesn't have the fucking blue filter over everything. Yeah, it's just ugly. It's just an no. ugly look, and they they really love that. It, it, well, I was going to say back in the day, but they still kind of do that with some movies. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't like it. I don't like it I don't either. care for it. I don't like it, Mr. Wan. Like yeah, you know, which I think this was his, his first big movie after Saul, right? This was yes. the second? And, yeah. uh, yes, it came out in 2007, which was the year I graduated high school. I remember it well. Um, it did not make very much money. 
Uh, I saw it in theaters. Did oh. you see it in theaters? I, I did too. Well, we did, did our part it. then anyway. Yes, uh. we supported the movie. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Where were the rest of you? <laughs> I remember not particularly liking it at the time, so that's partly why I wanted to cover it now, just to see like if my opinion had changed. And a little bit. Um, see, I'm kind of the opposite. I really loved it when mm. I first saw it, and now I'm like, yeah. It's got moments. It's just, I don't know, it, it languid, the pacing, and it, it, it feels like bits and pieces of better films, one of those kind of movies, you know. Well, do you also feel like, even though the the pacing is weird, it's also somehow too too fast-paced at the same time? They don't really take like, time to, like, get to know anybody. That's, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's like, it, it feels like there was a test screening where people were like, this is really slow. So they cut a lot of stuff out to make it quicker, but mm-hmm. like nothing really breathes. It's just kind of like this happens and then that happens and then that ha- happens. And they don't really take the time to really just like let the atmosphere just wash over you. Yeah, I could see that. And that was kind of a trend for that period too of not ever really mm-hmm. letting anything sit it was just like bam 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 um, yeah it's got a nice i don't think i'd say nice but it, it does have a very distinct flow to it like uh like suddenly we're in this situation and then whoosh we're over here or, you know all these transitions and um like you said i do like the transitions yeah, yeah they're they clever just, they just don't really sit long enough like you said to, yeah um, and uh, why do we have this giant exposition dump halfway through the movie, which I guess, to be fair, Darkness Fall had at the beginning of the movie, so it's kind of just like moving it to the middle. Um, well, Stay Alive had it too, but then they stay had alive to cut had it, it out yes, because yes. they just wanted to keep keep us in the dark. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they didn't want us to have the Alice Creek. They were like, you can't yeah, handle the Creek, and yeah. unfortunately, these three pioneer women—you know, Elizabeth Bathory, <laughs> Mary Shaw, Matilda Dixon—they're just. We have a thing That's for That's our multiverse of madness <laughs> there right <it> there. Is. <laughs> they got to team up the CGI women of yore. <laughs> Tearing down these small towns and fucking shit up. Gotta love them. Uh, destroying families. <laughs> Since 1842. Or whenever the fuck this takes place. I don't know. I can't tell because it's like, it looks like it's... Like, when are the flashbacks here? Like, is it in the he 40s? something the 50s? about I don't know. it being 70 years earlier... So whenever that was, this movie so came out. How in old is he now, Jesus? Because um, his ca- character is alive, speaking, and he's like, "I was a young boy when I saw her," and I'm yeah, like, "How old he, are you now, he sir?" Doesn't look like eighty something or whatever. But no, he looks great. Yeah. You look wonderful. Yeah. Are you moisturizing? Yeah. Oil, oil of Olay? I don't know. I forgot that his kid self was played by uh, Keir Gilchrist from it, Yes, United States of Terra. So that was fun, anyway. I was like, he looks so familiar. What's yeah. he been in? I was like, oh, it's a little here. Look yeah. at him. He's a cutie. A little nugget. <laughs> and uh, it's ridiculous. And it follows, right? He was one of the kids. In yes. The yeah. Yes. It followed him. It, it's uh, all the way to Hollywood, baby. I mean, it's just like this kid cannot catch a fucking break. I mean, yeah. he's always being tra- tra- traumatized no. by something. Yeah. You know. Or he's got. Or. Asperger's, I think. What's in that show he's in now? Oh, the atypical or atypical. Whatever. Yeah, is yeah. that still on? I, I, don't, I don't know. I've never it seen might have it. ended. I don't know. I haven't seen it either. 
it had Jennifer Jason Lee, so I was like, I need to watch it because I love her. Yeah. And then I never did. And then I guess it's it's I think it's been canceled for 14 years, and I'm still like, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it one of these days. That's the problem with TV. It's like if you don't watch it when it airs, it's like oh, I'll get to it, and then you never get to it because then there's like 50 other yeah. shows that you have to get to, and it's like, it's, yeah. like they just started. Um, the third season of Barry, which uh, feels like it started airing like 50 years ago because of the pandemic. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, if I, I feel like if I don't watch it now, I'm never going to watch it. So I got to watch it. Yeah. That's, or if you don't, then they're going to be like, we didn't have enough viewers. Now it's canceled. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I'm sorry. I liked you. I just, I couldn't get to you in time. <laughs> just There's not enough time. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's life. the problem. So many shows and not enough time. That's true. That's true. When something gets canceled these days, I'm like, sad about it but then also i'm like well i don't have to keep track of it anymore so there's that <laughs> yeah, that's a one less thing one last show to binge watch <laughs> one last show to watch as long as i don't cancel hacks because i i need some more oh i would revolt oh. there would be mass pandemonium in the streets but anyway back to dark or darkness falls <laughs> whatever this stay alive is. when dark darkness falls on dead silence <laughs> Apparently, part of the reason this movie feels like such a mess narratively is that Lee Wan L had written this script really fast as Saw was being released, and because there, there was a lot of buzz about it, and they, the studio was like, "You need to get something into production really fast." Um, so, what happened there? He says. It all started when James and I returned from Sundance, uh, where we had screened Saw to much success. Our representatives promptly told us that we should get another deal for a film stitched up before it was released. It was presented as a kind of insurance. If Saw was a flop, we had another film to fall back on. Uh, there was only one problem. I didn't have any ideas for a new film. Oh, I, no. <laughs> I had barely been able to catch my breath uh, through the whole Saw experience, let alone dream up another film. Um, instead of telling our representatives that they had to wait until I came up with an idea I really liked, I locked myself in the bedroom of a crappy apartment we had rented in Hollywood and tried to force an idea out like a particularly stubborn hangover shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He says, it was creativity at gunpoint. If I could go back in time, I would politely tell everyone to go fuck themselves. But back then... (laughs) But back back then, no. (laughs) I I love this guy. (laughs) I paced and I paced and even took up smoking for <laughs> smoking for a oh while. God. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and it was something like he he pitched just the big ideas, and then the studio came in and they were like, "Nope, we're gonna sort of take this out of your hands and do our own thing with it." Oh, no. So after that time, he's like, "Yeah, I'm never gonna do that again. In the future, I'm gonna write all of my own uh, spec scripts and just make sure that the studio can't meddle as much as they did with it." So that explains some of the choices in this movie. Um, yeah. I had a feeling there was some studio interference here and there. Which is funny because anytime I feel like James Wan talks about these mov- this movie, he's like, oh, it's so underrated. It's like one of my most underappreciated movies. And I'm like, okay, calm down, James Wan. <laughs> like, if Lee Wan L's better. Like, okay. Yeah, Lee Wan L's like, it's a piece of crap. So, you know, calm down here. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they've both done a lot better. But I, I do like the concept. I think it's a great concept. Oh, it's um, a great concept. I, lo- I love a killer and doll. And there's some great scenes. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's always fun. It's a and good the, time. The Grand Guignol, like, theater setting and stuff. It's, it's just, it's it's a good time, you know? It's got some good set pieces. and Yeah. yeah. I like uh, a rundown old theater. Oh, always. Like in... Love uh, the mood. Oh, uh, God. What's the one we covered um, from the 80s? 
what did we cover on the um, island um, uh, oh oh the the slayer the slayer there we go yeah not gonna think yes. of the name yes kind of like that <laughs> just yeah. this random theater on an island so like we said this was 2007 15 years ago insane ouch uh, as we have discussed many a time now over the past couple of months this was a weird time for horror uh you know we get a lot of the gritty gory extreme stuff um, which ironically james wan helped really kick off with saw in 2004 um and uh that movie was a big fucking deal as we know uh mm-hmm. partly because it only cost a little over a million dollars to make but it grossed over 104 million dollars so those movies were kind of doing their thing for a couple years you know they tapped into all the anger and angst of the uh, iraq war and post 9-11 yada 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 um even in the music at that time was very punk pop and angry and emo with like green day and fallout boy basically the uh banned from jennifer's body you know uh although <laughs> yeah. through the trees is a banger so <laughs> through the trees i will find you the ruin left inside. anyway beautiful uh, beautiful song and uh so then of course everybody wanted to get on the action and saw spawned all these theatrical sequels and all these spinoffs and movies that were like um saw like hostile and the many similar quote-unquote torture porn type movies rob zombies halloween. teristas yeah teristas yeah yeah <laughs> rob zombies halloween came out the same year you know all these angry butch movies you know super yeah, serious it's it's like you can't just stab them once or twice you have to like beat them with a stick exactly. and then like exactly. suck out their eyeballs and then mm-hmm. hit them in the head with them and it's exactly. like it's a little much uh 28 weeks later it came out this year which was like it took everything subtle about the first movie and just like completely threw it out the window and it was just like sticking fingers through eyeballs and these like insane zombies it was just a lot you know i have still never seen it It i've only seen the first one uh, well the the first one has this kind of like you know subtlety to it where it's more about the people Mm -hmm. but the the second one is just balls to the walls like monsters running around causing fucking insanity um (laughs) Uh, I thought it was creepy in theaters at the time. I probably wouldn't think it's scary nowadays, but uh, so. Uh, but while that was happening, you also had the the ring and all the ghosty girl stuff going on on the side, which I think this movie feels a little bit closer to that than you know oh, Saw yeah. and everything yeah. else. The top grossing horror film of 2007, other than I Am Legend, which I don't really count, was Stephen King's 1408, which I did not remember oh. me making that much money, but I didn't either. Did. Wow. Um, I mean, I think when I saw it, it was like a sold-out crowd, but like, what does that count for anything? I, yeah, nowadays, nobody really talks about it, so it seems like one of those movies that yeah. has just kind of disappeared into the mist, but The Mist also came out this year. Uh-huh, so uh-huh, <laughs> look, look what you did there, I, I, I see I, that. There you go. Um, I see you. And uh, Disturbia, which I just rewatched, and it's pretty fun. So oh, that's a fun good movie. Yeah. Good yeah. Um, also, I Know Who Killed Me, <laughs> that Oh, brilliant trash. Well, I mean that. I don't think that was a big hit. That it, year, was, not. Was, it? it was not. It played for about two and a half days. Yes, so. yes. But it's a movie that exists, <laughs> and uh, but I did see it. I, I went see to see it. I I did my part. <laughs> I did. Yeah, but it seemed like there was a little bit of a shift toward kind of the psychological stuff a little bit. So I think he was trying to ride the wave on that, and um, he's usually pretty good about that. He usually has a pretty good idea of like where things are going and because uh, like he saw kicked off a whole thing and insidious kicked off a whole thing and then the conjuring kind of continued that and i am kind of surprised this came out in 2007 because saw was what like 2004 yep 
And so it took that long to finally get this movie out there. Like, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of a long time between It is a little crazy because they, they apparently, you know, rushed it into production and everything. So it, it is... I wonder why yeah. it took so long. And I, I don't think either one of them did much in the meantime because... Well, yeah. I think Lee co-wrote at least Saw 2, maybe Saw 3. I don't remember. That's but, right. Um, yeah. But I don't think Juan did a whole lot in between mm-hmm. those two movies. But this was filmed in Toronto, like... Every single movie Everything. in existence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it doesn't look like Toronto, so they uh, did a yeah. good job. Well, it's it maybe took out the blue filter to look a little more yeah. like something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's hard to see through all these blue filters. Yeah. yeah. And computer generated fog. Right. Is that is that a hockey game in the background, or is it just <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's too too hard to, to see? Yeah. It opened March sixteenth, two thousand seven, in the U.S. Um, it was produced by Twisted Pictures, which was that company that came about because of Saw, basically, and made up a bunch of those executives. Um, it was not a box office success, but it did make back its money, barely. Uh, oh, it grossed $22 million against a $20 million budget. Oh, <laughs> so by the well, time you paid everybody, it probably didn't much, make anything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh. it's uh, critics, you know, not really spitting either. Um but what else is new with our movies? Yeah, it uh, has a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the cons- a little rude. A-, a little bit. I mean, the consensus is more tasteful than recent slasher flicks, but Dead Silence is undone by boring characters, bland dialogue, and unnecessary and obvious twist ending. And an unnecessary and obvious twist ending. I don't think the twist ending was that obvious. It was just... I would not say it's obvious at it doesn't, all. You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's... it's <laughs> no. It's, it's, uh, it's there. <laughs> I doubt anyone called that in the first 15 minutes. Uh, like, no. I know where this is going. Like, I, I highly doubt it. Although I'm sure there's some assholes that do that. Oh, I'm you sure. Because they all always oh, do. Like, I know knew everything. that was going to be the ending. Like, the people who say they knew the ending of Saw. I'm like, no, you didn't. Okay. Yeah. It's like, shut your mouth. It. I don't buy it. You know. I don't either. Um, Liars. Uh, Ebert did not review this movie. I guess he had better things to do, but uh, but our friend slash occasional enemy Mark Savlov at the Austin Chronicle says it is a kicky exercise in spook show atmospherics that manages to Ooh. hit all the right notes while never quite coalescing into the Dario Argento-esque aria of creepiness it is so clearly aspiring to be. I can see the Argento stuff, especially all the red l- I mean... flashing lights at times in this sort of i see what i see mostly is mario bava especially like when mary's like floating at the kid in the Mm. mortuary and then at the end when she's like coming down the hall that reminds me a lot of the story in uh black sabbath about the ring yeah and like the old lady who's like floating towards the gal that stole her ring and stuff that's what it reminds me of the most there's some yeah italian influence in here um yeah the the, really the only argento thing that is to me is that that red flashing light at one point that is just um, when he's in the hotel room and it's because it's blue totally blue otherwise but then there's just this flashing (laughs) light that keeps going um it's blue abadi abadai abadai um and they're gonna die (laughs) yes they are um yeah I mean, that's uh, there's not too much else about the production history. It's a film that exists. Like I said, there was a lot of studio interference, and uh, 1L has pretty much washed his hands of this movie, whereas James Wan has been like, oh, look, it's underrated. You should go check it out. So there you go. <laughs> 
Well, I guess it's more of a show a showcase for the direction more than the script in this case. Because, I mean, you know, if they took out the blue filter, it, it has some nice shots and yeah. some, some good mood and yeah. There's a, couple, a lot of nice, like, foggy scenes and stuff like that. A couple tension sequences, anyway. Some scary mm-hmm. moments. Mm. Both this and Darkness Falls, I feel like the opening scene is, like, the scariest part of the movie. It's it's weird, but, like... The... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. they... You know, the problem with most of these movies, I'm just gonna say it, mm-hmm. is that they they don't keep the monster in the shadows long enough. Yeah. Because when it is, it's very effective. But then once they start, like, shining bright lights on, on it, it's just not... It's not that scary. It's just not... And I, I guess that's a problem with pretty much every horror film, but like I just yeah, I don't know. I it's like hard. the mystery. It's hard to tell with this one too. Like when it's the ghost of Mary, or when it's like a doll doing the you know. I'm murdering? never really sure. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Like, yeah, is it her? Is it the doll? Has she possessed the doll? Mm-hmm. Is the doll just being controlled by her? I it's it's very wishy washy. Yeah, know. yeah. I love a killer doll, but you don't really get to see it doing a whole lot of slicing and dicing at this point so no it it, 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 it doesn't hold a scalpel or nope. any, anything fun like that no it's upsetting well what is happening in this grand guignol movie oh <laughs> lofty here mm-hmm. um well there is a couple jamie and lisa yes played and... by ryan quentin uh, quentin 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 i think quentin. yeah yes. we'll go with that from like true blood free true blood yeah, just, I, just I as believe, that was about right? to start yeah yeah and um and they're like trying to fix the sink and she's all like you don't have to cook for me that's what takeout's for <laughs> like what witty banter <laughs> and um and then there's like a knock at the door and like who could that be and there's this package and inside the package is this big box and inside the box is a ventriloquist doll and they're like what i didn't order a ventriloquist doll and and so they're like that's kind of weird what's that about and she's like you know what this reminds me of remember that that little rhyme that we were taught when we when we were kids about mary shaw i can't remember the name like everything about it but something like mary shaw had some dolls and he's Mm. like oh that's funny i'm gonna go get some food and so he leaves and she's alone with that damn doll. And she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set it up in the bedroom so it looks like there's like a person underneath the sheet and it's going to scare him. Aha, aren't I a fun girlfriend? And then like she's li- listening to some music. She's making some tea. And then she's like looking at herself in the mirror and she kind of st- stuffs this pillow in her stomach because she's pregnant. She wants to see what it's going to look like, you know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like all the noise in the apartment just starts to like melt away and there's no sounds and she's like that's weird and then she goes and she hears like this creepy sound in the bedroom and um it's the doll and she goes to like take the the sheet off the doll and the doll like attacks her and like throws her across the room it's a very strong doll Mm -hmm. and i'm not really sure what the doll did to her exactly but she starts to like cough up blood probably cut her tongue but she still has her tongue in this bit, so I'm like, "What? It's weird." Yeah, because because then the the doll like drags her and she's screaming, and you can see her tongue is still in there. So I'm like, "Wait, what the hell?" It's weird. I don't know. Hmm. Because when she when he drags her, he like drags her under the 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 sheet. Doesn't I? I don't know. 
I swear she still has her tongue. I swear. I don't know. I didn't it's, look it's a enough. conspiracy theory, I, Kevin. It's a well, conspiracy. All right. Well, <laughs> it was probably just a situation where the scene was cut like 50 different times and it was probably for studio interference and yada, 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 yada. But, <laughs> but then uh, Jamie comes back and he's all like, what's going on? The tea kettle's boiling and there's mm-hmm. blood everywhere and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then he hears Lisa say, I'm in here. So he goes into the room and sees this sheet covered body on the bed mm-hmm. And he's I like, I am oh. your daughter. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've seen this movie. And, and he, he pulls off the sheet and there's Lisa. And she's all like freaked out and dead with her jaw unhinged with her tongue sliced out. Mm-hmm. And then um, he's being questioned by the police, obviously. Um, this detective guy. Whose only really character trait is that he is constantly shaving for some reason. <laughs> like, every time you see him, he's got that razor out and shaving, the electric razor. It doesn't really, like, that really is his only shtick. It's yeah. just he's always shaving. He's like, yeah, you've, you've, how do you get it so smooth, man? How do you get it so smooth? I'm like, what? Who are you? What? Who is, who is this character? And it's played by Donnie Wahlberg, you know, so yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. odd, too. Um, and he releases Jamie because he doesn't have enough evidence, but he's pretty sure, like, he must have killed her because, you know, like, how else could this happen? But Jamie's like, well, there was this weird, mysterious box that was <laughs> sent to us. Maybe that has something to do with it. And it's like, you mean the doll? Like, that doesn't make sense. He's like, I, um, I've never arrested a dummy before. <laughs> <laughs> Let me shave again. And um, and so Jamie goes back home to the crime scene. And he opens up the, up the box and rips open like the little covering inside, and it's and it says that it it it's it's from Ravens Fair, his hometown, mm-hmm. and it was from an an act by Mary Shaw and her her doll friend Billy. And he's like, "Aha! I knew it. It's connected. Lisa was right." And so it transitions to him returning to Ravens Fair. And if you didn't know, like, Ravens Fair is right next to <laughs> Darkness Falls. If you look at the map, it really yeah. they're literally right. Twin Peaks is in there somewhere too. They're they're all around that little Bermuda Triangle area there. And then a few miles down the road, you have Elizabeth Bathory's School for Girls mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. <laughs> with the big smokestack. You yeah. you can't miss it. Everyone in the movie did, but you can't. Um, and so he's going through town and like everything's boarded up. It's a very depressing looking town. I mean, mm-hmm. it's clearly from what I can see nothing good's happening here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does not look great. Then yeah. again, the blue filter does not help. It, it doesn't has help. no. It kind of makes everything look depressing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so he returns back home to his father's uh, the fucking castle mm-hmm. and um he knocks on the door and this woman named Ella appears. And she's like, hi, I've never met you, but you must be my stepson. Hi. And he's like, what the hell? And he and goes and he sees his Cinderella. father. No, she is not. No, she's she's a wicked stepsister. A this wicked, Ella. A wicked stepmother. And, um, and uh, then he sees his father, Edward, mm-hmm. who's in a wheelchair and stuff. And, Bob um, Gunton. Yes, from the original cast of Evita. Mm-hmm. Evita. Um. And it's obvious they have kind of this bad relationship, and he's all like, you should stay. And he's like, no, I don't want to stay. I'm here to plan my wife's funeral, okay? I, I've had enough of you. Mm-hmm. And, like, it doesn't re- – like, and, and he's and he's just – I think at some point he mentions that maybe Mary Shaw had something to do with this. Ella knows the rhyme, yeah. and she completes it. 
Um, something about if you scream, you know, don't or something. Okay, I wrote it down. Let's see. Just, just so our listeners know, it is uh, for the record here. It is beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls, which doesn't rhyme, but okay. If you see her in your dreams, be sure you never ever scream, or she'll rip out your tongue out at the seam. There we go. That's it's, I'm it's, gonna it's, snap it's, for you. That's beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. Poetry. I'll be doing it at a yeah, a, a beat poet <laughs> set session. Thank later. you for performing at Central Perk, <laughs> Mayor. Please tip e. tip Shaw. the wait staff. <laughs> she had no children, only dolls. Woman, woman. <laughs> and uh yeah so he doesn't get much help here he's just Mm -hmm. like okay cool um so then he goes to arrange the funeral for lisa at at walker funeral home which unfortunately is not run by karen walker if it was (laughs) this would be a great movie (laughs) honey what's happening what what what, what's going on here with this 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 body where's her jaw i don't i don't get it what what And uh, and uh, his name is Henry. He he run, runs this, and and he has a wife named Marion, um, who at first I thought was Blythe Tan- Tanner. I was like Blythe, is that you? Also, Will and Grace, yeah. Also from Will and Grace, it's all connected. And, uh, <laughs> so we'll just call her Diet Blythe Danner, and um, and she's like, she's a little nutty, like because she she has this. Uh, I don't know if it's a real crow or something. It's like a crow that <laughs> taxidermied she toe. It's, yeah, it's like a crow, a ta- crow, crow. Ta- yeah. Taxidermied crow. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like the name of a bar in town. The taxidermied yeah. crow. <laughs> the taxidermied crow. Come on by. And, um, <laughs> Tuesday nights are like... ladies' nights. <laughs> <laughs> Karaoke Wednesday. A free pint for anyone who recites the Mary Shaw poem. <laughs> and, um... And she's, like, she's already, like, telling him that, like, Mary Shaw is, like, angry. And she's, like, telling him that he needs to, like, bury the doll or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're, like, what is she talking about? Yeah, she's been scarred by and, Mary um, in the past, apparently. But, but we don't know anything I else about so. it. So. Mm. And then there's, like, there's, like, a scene at the hotel where he's trying to sleep. And then he keeps thinking that the doll is, like, moving that's where you keep and, in the red light occasionally flashing yes. like what's going on here and then like mary shaw's like face appears and in, in the like the the billowing drapes mm-hmm. and he's like oh no and then it's like was this a dream or what and so he decides like yeah maybe i should bury this doll that's that's a good idea because mm-hmm. apparently mary was buried with all of her fucking dolls which is like a mm-hmm. hundred of them so that sounds like it was really expensive yeah and um and so he goes to the cemetery and finds the uh, burial plot for B- Billy and starts to dig and he sticks him in there. And like, right as he's ab- about to close the casket, his head like stares at him and he's like, Oh shit. Okay. I'm going to make sure this stays closed. <laughs> and then he like goes back into his car and there's like this weird shadow that keeps like running past his, his car. And he's like, what is that? And then, Billy like pops up at the window and is like, is all like, ha ha. And then he disappears again. He's like, where did he go? Eventually the detective shows up and is all like, Hey, I've been following you and I found your doll. And he's like, what? I 
buried him. And he's like, why'd you want to bury the doll? Because it's evidence because you murdered your wife. Now, give me one second. I got to shave again. <laughs> I got to shave. <laughs> Okay, now back to your wife. <laughs> yeah, so you murdered your wife, and then he's like, I'm in the same hotel as you. I'm in the next room. And he's all like, oh, crap. Like, I can't do anything here. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he goes to the funeral home again because he's like, I need some a- answers here. Mm-hmm. And Henry's like, okay, here's the thing about Mare. She, uh, she, <laughs> 1812 or where, wherever this is. I don't Whenever know. Whenever 70 years um, was ago. I don't know. Yeah. There was this famous ventriloquist in town named Mary Shaw, Mm -hmm. and she performed at this big, beautiful theater called the Mm -hmm. Guignol Mm -hmm. that you had to access over a river, and she was very big, always had a packed house, and one night, this fucking kid named Michael decided mm-hmm. to say that he, he he could see her lips move when she was ta- talking to her doll Billy and she stopped the show and she said oh really oh really bitch you think you you think that I am a fraud okay well we'll see about that and um what happened was like a few days later this kid disappeared they mm-hmm. could never find him again yeah. they never found this boy so they blamed Mary Shaw. They were for sure certain that she killed this kid. So they uh, they did what any sensible person would do and sliced out her tongue and killed her. And, uh... and you know, uh, <laughs> in this case, she actually probably did kill this kid. Uh, yes, yes. You know. <laughs> unlike, but... <laughs> you know, <laughs> unlike Matilda, I mean, who it, actually didn't. But... <laughs> Is that all it takes? She has to have some very thin skin because just to have this like little queef say like, oh, oh, I can see your lips move. That's enough to kill him. Like that's all it takes. Like, come on. I suppose it's possible that like he just ran off and then they slit her tongue and then she killed him and then found him and killed him. I don't know. I, yeah, I just don't know. It's like that. Is that reason enough? Like maybe if he like stole her dolls or like. I don't know. Right. Pissed on her dress. Because I don't know. Just she could, something. She could be getting revenge, you know, revenge for them slicing at her tongue. But like, it's it seemed more like that she just killed him because of what he said about her. So, yeah, that's what I, I always assumed. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Someone details. give us answers, please. Mm-hmm. Where's the spinoff? And, Where's the uh... Netflix prequel series? <laughs> Mary Shaw. I would watch that actually. I kind of would too. That sounds kind of delightful. Mary. I mean, you'd have to watch it right away, or else they'd cancel it like everything else. Oh, of course. But, yeah. Of course. Um. But yeah, so Mary's last wish, though, was to be buried with all of her dolls and to have her body turned into that of a fucking doll, uh, like yeah, a which, creep. Which they honor because, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's really screwed up. Um, yeah. And so, like, there's a whole scene where, like, Henry's a kid and he, like, he sneaks down to see her and, like, he's trying to get a look at her. So he's, like, on, he's on, like, a stool and then it's like storming outside and the thunder like scares him. So he like, he falls off of the stool and like her body tips over Mm -hmm. and he's like staring at her creepy doll corpse. And then she like stands up and is like coming towards him. It's like, this is actually probably one of the scarier parts of the movie. And he's all like, I'll never forget her face and stuff. And he says that he wasn't killed because he didn't scream. That's, that's the rule. If you mm-hmm. scream, you you, scream, you, you, you you die. It's mm-hmm. like the tingler or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and so Mary basically just kills those that scream. And so then what happens is 
is that um, he goes, uh, Jamie goes to the uh, the Guignol Theater, which is now like you know just a big old mess of nothing. It's just it's horrifying. And a national tour of Sweeney Todd is coming through next week, so the, you know, they <laughs> yeah. set up for that. But everything else, <laughs> yeah. it's you know, probably not going to work. You know? Their production of Follies will kill. Yes. Um, but he's starring like, Mary Shaw, <laughs> she plays all the parts <laughs> with all of her dolls. That sounds delightful. But I'm here, <laughs> and uh, and so he fi- he finds out that the only way to get to Mary Shaw's um room over the theater is by this creepy rickety ass catwalk mm-hmm. and you know it's not going to end well for him because they cut to like a sh- a shot of the screws like slowly coming <laughs> unglued you're like oh great <laughs> um i don't care for height so this whole scene like was just it was very mm-hmm. triggering for me very triggering and uh and so he goes up there and he's like looking through all of her stuff and he sees that she's kept like a scrapbook you know, I love when murderers keep scrapbooks. I find oh, that yeah. so weird. She's got like blueprints and schematics and like all, <laughs> yeah. of all these dolls. How she's to make the make. perfect doll? Mm-hmm. Apparently, she's mm-hmm. trying to make the perfect doll. Yeah. And um, and then he sees this little clipping of when Michael disappeared, and he sees that his last name is his last name <gasps> too. And he's like, "Wait, what? Dun, dun, Hold the dun. phone here." He's like, "This is a little bit crazy to me." And mm-hmm. so he goes. And um, and he's like, oh, my God, like, I didn't know that this was a part of my family. And then yeah. he learns from, I think, his father again. I right? think so. I think yeah. That um, it was his great uncle. Mm-hmm. And and um, because Mary was killed, she like somehow put like a curse on the family to make sure that their entire bloodline um, would be killed in the same way with their tongues sliced out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then he sees like that this has happened because Henry has shown him pictures of all these families that were that were found. I'm assuming it's the, it's all of his relatives yeah, with I their guess. tongues out, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, then so was, yeah, like, it, you know, it, she she killed like most of their family and then also I think families of other people that were involved in right. cutting the tongue out so there's that too but yeah. yeah makes sense you know yeah. and now i can see why the town is so deserted like yeah, there's no one left <laughs> yeah i don't even know <laughs> unlike darkness falls which is like <laughs> you're still there since high school and you know just hanging out yeah. <laughs> but then mary decides to uh kill henry yeah. and asking too many questions he is he he can't shut the fuck up and she's mm-hmm. like henry i told you shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and like because marion likes to play in like this weird crawl space it's yeah. it's like a basement thing mm-hmm. and so he thinks it's it's her down there at first and so he goes down in there and then he sees like this creepy hand like on a pole like coming towards him and then mm-hmm. she like appears behind him and is all like ah give me your tongue yeah. and then eats it or whatever yeah and um, and in the meantime the de- detective has been digging up all of the dolls in the c- cemetery mm-hmm. and has discovered that they're all gone and he tells this to J- jamie and he's like i'm gonna arrest you and he's like no you're not because he comes to his father's house and then there's there's like a phone call from henry and he's like you, you um he's 
he's like, um, I've, I've got this idea on how to prove your innocence. Come to the old theater and I'll tell you, it's like a little sketchy. Like, isn't yeah. your house a little closer, a little more convenient, less you know, we, treacherous? We, we've seen that Henry is not in the best of, you know, spirits right now. So no, uh, we know it's, it's not. probably not him here. But uh, we also know that, girl Mary. Yeah, we also know that Mary has a affinity for doing voices, much like she does. Robin Williams in Mrs. Doubtfire. I do voices. She does voices. She does voices. Okay. What she do you at. do voices? <laughs> <laughs> Layla? Mr. Hillard. <laughs> so then they go to the theater. The theater. Um, yes, they're they're very cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. And uh and Jamie goes first because the detective still thinks that he's guilty and so he's like trying to run away from him and stuff and so he gets mm-hmm. the boat somehow i guess the detective finds another boat i didn't see another one <laughs> it doesn't look it doesn't look like he swam there so i i'm assuming he found one yeah um somehow and then they go up to the the mary shawl room mm-hmm. and at some point jamie goes like behind what appears to be wallpaper but it's there's actually a crack in there that leads to this other room that turns out to be this big ass room of dolls. Mm-hmm. It's like this whole wall of all hundred dolls mm-hmm. in these glass cases. Yeah, and it's very frightening. And they all also discover the body of Michael, who is—I don't know if he's a corpse that's been turned into a doll or if he's just a corpse on strings. I can't tell. It's—it's it's hard. He's like a hard little marionette. Yeah, he's but up he, on the he he does have a nice full head of hair, which mm-hmm. I didn't know that remained after 70 years. Maybe she put a wig on him or something. Who knows? It's, Maybe it's a know, wig, yeah. It's, it's the little boy, right? Michael, yes, from yeah. the, the previous, if our listeners forgot who Michael was. Yes. yes. Like this, there's this creepy clown doll in the corner that starts like rocking back and forth in this chair. Yeah. And, it, he's and got like a Mary's like. I think he's got like the saw spiral on his head too a little is bit. Weird. and there's yeah. the, the actual billy the doll is um there it's a little easter too. egg yeah, yeah it's on the floor at one point mm-hmm. and this doll is being uh like mary is speaking through this doll and she's like do you want to know why i killed your wife and he's like yeah and she's like come closer and she's like she was pregnant with more of the bloodline of your family so mm-hmm. i have to kill her and then, like, she uses her crazy foot, fruit by the foot tongue to, like, <laughs> lick him. And he's all like, oh, gross. I like and, when um, you see, like, her hands just, like, come out of the darkness. And, oh, like, that's a great grab, shot. Grab the dolls. Yeah. Like, basically. Like, that's, that's cool. a really that's cool, cool shot. Yeah. And then, like, the detective shoots her. And then she just starts, like, transferring herself into each doll. So... Mm-hmm. Like, her face will start to morph through the doll and, like, try to come out through the glass so he has to shoot it. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to another one. He has to shoot it. And it's like, yeah. shit. So they just, like, s- just set it all on fire. Like, mm-hmm. fuck this. Yeah. Um, but there is one doll that is still missing, and that is Billy. Where did Billy go? We don't know. Yep. Um, and then they're trying to get out of the th- theater on that rickety cross cat cat catwalk thing mm-hmm. and it 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 breaks and then um the detective is grabbed by Mary in a very darkness fallsian way mm-hmm. where it's just like this quick little woof and he, he screams screamed. he should you know? have screamed he's, yep. he screamed 
bad boy. And uh, he pops back out with no tongue, of course. <laughs> and then Jamie's, like, hanging on the catwalk, and he, like, makes his way. He's, like, trying to make his way back up, but then he gets scared, and he falls, like, all the way down through the boards of the stage and then into, like, this weird set piece from Argento's Inferno where, like, they're, like, <laughs> in the, 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 the water with, like, all these mannequins and weird shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then he, like, swims underneath the th- theater and out into the river where he can mm-hmm. go back in, into f- freedom. And he um, he drives to the funeral home where he discovers that Henry is has been killed. And Marion is like, your father came and took the doll. And he's like, what? That doesn't sound like him. He's in a wheelchair. How's that possible? Mm-hmm. So he rushes back to his dad's house and... Um, and then he he's trying to find him, and then, like, Mary shows back up in, like, the study or something, mm-hmm. and he finds the Billy doll, and he throws the doll into the, the fire, and then Mary just goes, ah, and, like, <laughs> like dissolves into a curtain. And you're like, okay, yeah. cool. I guess it's the end. Mm-hmm. But then he sees his, his dad is in the corner in his wheelchair, and he's like, oh, hey, dad. And so he goes close. <laughs> And then all of a sudden his dad's body just like falls limp and he sees that his father is not his father anymore. His father has been gutted and turned into a doll. Mm-hmm. And this entire time we see in flashbacks. The whole time. <laughs> he has been operated by Ella, mm-hmm. who is actually Mary's perfect doll she's been trying to make for, you know, 70 something years. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this works. I don't understand it. Um, it doesn't really. I don't. Un- I, I don't get it. But it, it's no. a fun little twist. And then, um, and <laughs> then, uh, Ella slash Mary kills Jamie. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, there's like a little book with all the family, and they're all like dolls now. And yeah. I don't know. They're all dolls. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess I appreciate a, a ballsy ending where we kill off the protagonist. That's that's kind of fun. Why not? Um, why, why not? not? Um, he wasn't he wasn't bringing much to the, so. to the <laughs> yeah. table. Yeah, he really wasn't. He's like, oh no, my wife died. Oh, I have to pick up Chinese food. Oh, I got to keep trying to get like, me to shave right. Oh, it's like get a personality, Jamie. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. you're better off as a doll. I think so. It's, uh, they try to do the saw thing where they pull the rug out from underneath you and they're like, oh, it's been this way the whole time, which, okay, but it worked in saw because it was like an actual, like, person and like, it, like a mm. real situation. Whereas this is like, okay, let's just go even more to the supernatural <laughs> side of things. And it, I, it just feels very kind of tacked on a little bit. And I don't know. Um, like, I don't know if this was planned from the beginning. It feels a little like the studio being like, hey, you know what worked really well in Saw when you had that ending at the end that was <laughs> nobody saw coming. You should do that in this. That's what this needs. <laughs> They're like, whatever. Yeah. As poor Lee was like chain smoking in a <laughs> poor clos- Lee. closet. Like, I have emphysema. Uh, I can't write God. anymore. Too bad. Keep writing. I'm glad that uh, he came out of that and uh, has been able to make some good stuff recently. Like, you know. He really has. The Invisible Man and. Upgrade was pretty good. He's, he's, he's got some good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're a talented fella, Lee. Mm-hmm. Keep Thank writing. you for being Keep our directing. friend. 
Yeah, that's that's, oh, that's uh, Darkness Falls. Oh, Darkness Falls. Keep saying Darkness Falls. That was uh, Dead God Silence. Damn it, Kevin. <laughs> that was a uh, Stay Alive for y'all. That's <laughs> not a good sign when you keep confusing all these movies. But in all fairness, we've been covering these for the past month, so it's like they've all blended together. They're kind of the same and movie. So, I mean, it's yeah, the evil it's woman who has versions. been wronged in the past and has come mm-hmm. back to enact her revenge. And uh, boy, yeah. does she. Because old women are so scary. Ooh. They've got crow's feet, man. That's scary. <laughs> well, there was some news that came out, of course, that everybody has an opinion on. Oh, lately. yeah. We do need to just discuss this. This is a biggie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So as you all Nev. know, um, our girl Nev Campbell has made an official statement that she will not be returning for Scream 6 as of now. Ah. <gasps> uh, yeah, I'm not going to see the, the next Scream. I'm not going to see... I, this series is dead to me. <laughs> Paramount, you are dead to me! Uh, calm down, folks. It's... Yeah. It's And, you know, it's over a pay dispute, which, on the one hand, obviously pay her more money because she's Nev Campbell and she's amazing. On exactly. the other hand, do we really need her in these new films? Can she just, like, go uh, yeah. live her life and be happy? I don't know. Well, because I've heard... I don't know how true this is, because you, yeah. you you know how the internet works. Oh, well, they're always uh, correct, you know. Apparently, it's not always true. I didn't <laughs> what? know this until just recently, but... <laughs> um, I heard that, like, her role was really just going to be, like, a little cameo where she, like, stops mm. stops in and says, hey, on her way into the next one, which I guess she's going to have a bigger part in. So I'm like, well, I didn't like. Do we really need the little cameo, or like, hmm. can we just wait until the next one where she has like an actual part? You know? Yeah, as long as they pay her enough, anyway. Yeah, I mean, pay Nev Campbell for fuck's sake. Come on, like she kind of is the franchise. She is. I don't know. Five just felt like it was transitioning away from her. I mean, yeah, they gave her stuff to do, but it was still like the killer didn't really have anything to do with her, other than the fact that it was about movies that she was you know star she was the movies that were based on her life and stuff um, yeah but I, I don't know I, I i've been mixed on bringing them back in general you know since yeah. the beginning when they we were like we're gonna bring it back for this part five but it's gonna be a reboot and it's like okay well if it's a reboot then why do we need them back and can they just like mm-hmm. stop in for a moment and uh it just yeah. gets to the point where it's just like can, can these characters just live their lives and like do something or like can i have a movie about sydney that's just her like coping with a family and you know uh the trauma and everything else but of course nobody's gonna green like that movie just like nobody's no. gonna green like jamie lee curtis movie like that um no because unfortunately but uh i don't know and it, it's not like halloween where like they're intrinsically tied together you know the michael and yeah. Lori. um although in these new movies there's not really any bond other than the fact that <laughs> no. uh you know she was traumatized and by this guy uh so but like ghostface has been so many different people that it's like yeah I, it, it, it is the only really tie to her is the fact that most of them have been like family members and people with grudges against her but like <laughs> i mean she's running out of family members yeah, who want to kill her so you can only, let's not do that again you can only keep it going for so long that way and i, mm-hmm. I, I don't know and and they haven't said if this is going to be like a trilogy or if they're gonna you know yeah. keep making them or i mean i'm sure they're gonna keep making them because that's what franchises are these days like you just keep yeah, going yeah. over and over and over again but uh until it stops making money they're gonna keep yeah. on going i mean i do i guess i do appreciate that it's all one timeline but it's mm-hmm. 
I don't know. And, you know, they bring Kirby back, so that'll be fun, I guess. We'll see what they give her to do. She'll probably be the opening kill. We'll see, but... <laughs> probably. Like, remember her? Well, too yeah. bad. She's 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 gone now. I'll be like Cotton in part three, you know? We'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of like, let her have a rest. Just sit this one time. out and, and then bring her back when you really need her. You yeah. Know? Like, when you yeah. really have a story to tell with her that's that's worthy of her time. Right. Bring her back. Right. Because Courtney, I feel like, makes a little more sense because, like, they killed yeah. her. Yeah, spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen Five. I assume most people have at this point. Um, but stop listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> they killed Dewey, and that was her ex-husband. And so maybe she's has more of a reason to be, I don't know, involved in this. I, just I, we just really pissed off. That'd be right. fun. We don't know anything about pissed the plot. Off Gale. Yeah, we don't know yeah, if it's going to be. Apparently, I think it takes place in Manhattan. That's what I've heard. In Manhattan. I, I did hear they were changing yeah. locations. I hadn't heard it was Manhattan. Which Interesting. would make sense because wasn't Gail a part of some like New York morning show? So I guess maybe she goes back there yeah. and they yeah. go to college around there. And then Could there's be. another string of murders. And Yeah, it would make sense if they send them off to college again. Uh, what if uh, Portia de Rossi was one of the professors? Don't oh, say something like that unless it's going to be true. Don't get me yeah. excited like that. They go to like biology and it's like Rebecca Gayhart and it's, <laughs> she's doing the sequence from Urban Legend of like, have you ever eaten pop pop rocks, guys? <laughs> oh, you know what happens please. when you drink soda and eat pop rocks? <laughs> please, God, let this be something that happens. That's all I want. That's all I want. That would be, like just a four second cameo would literally yeah. make my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it wouldn't take much. Just one little bit. That's all I need. And also, I've heard that Halloween Ends is having to go back and do reshoots for two whole weeks. Oh, gosh. Which doesn't sound like they just forgot oh, to get an insert shot. It sounds yeah. like they probably have to, like, reshoot, like, half the movie. So oh, yikes. Good luck with that. Yeah. Y'all. Um, <laughs> we also had a sort of trailer for... Rob Zombie's The Monsters, which is literally just them like walking onto the screen. I don't. Yeah, it it felt more like an old like TV promo. Like watch the monsters Sundays at eight nine central. Like it didn't feel like a get what his viewpoint is on this movie. Yeah, it feels very much just like let's just take the vibe of the '60s one and put it in color on screen. Which okay, yeah, it doesn't. But like, did we need Rob Zombie for that? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Maybe he was the only one that said yes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, who knows? I have no and idea it's rated PG, so I yeah. guess he is going for the family-friendly family friendly stuff version. Yeah. Huh. So I, I really don't know what to expect. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. And yet, watch this be his biggest hit yet. And okay. he turns into, like, a family-friendly <laughs> filmmaker. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> He's got layers. He's like Bob Clark. <laughs> He's got layers. Yeah, really. From the creator of The Devil's Rejects comes Toy Story 18. <laughs> like, perfect. We got a trailer for that, and then we got, like, a brief promo for that Adam's Family thing that Tim Burton's oh, doing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, what's going on in horror. And uh, you saw that Watcher movie, right? That, that's I did. I quite liked it. Okay, I thought good. it was it was very interesting and hmm. very creepy at times. Hmm. What's it about? Like, the general gist of it. It is about a young lady and mm-hmm. her lover. Mm-hmm. And he's being transferred to... I don't, I don't remember where it takes place. It's like Bucharest or something? I don't know. Okay, yeah. And it's like some, like some random european unspecific locale yeah and um and 
she starts to notice that this there's this creepy dude a, a, across the way who's always staring at them through his window and she's like what's that about and then eventually like she hears that there's all these girls that were decapitated and she starts to think that this guy is the one who did it and he starts like following her to like the movies and the grocery store and Mm. and like everyone's like are you sure that he was really staring at you or maybe you were just staring at him and that's why he was staring back like it's all this like gaslighty stuff you know and never seen that. Never seen that. In no, of course not. No, no, because you know, no one believes a woman in these, no in these movies. And she's like, "No, like I'm gonna take this into my own hands and like try to like get evidence and prove that you know he's the guy that's been doing this." It's it's very mm-hmm. I- interesting. It's creepy. Um, definitely has like a more like old school feel. It's very slow, very slow. So I'm sure a lot of pe- people aren't gonna like that. It's it's definitely worth a worth a watch. <laughs> you know what else might be worth a watch? Some of our overlooked mm. gems for today. Do we have them? Doubtful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ninety-eight episodes in, I can't guarantee anything. But if anyone's been watching our overlooked gems for the past month or two, they're like, uh, just don't even do this anymore. <laughs> We've been through enough. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, mine this week is. Phantom of the Opera from 1989. <laughs> okay, all right. I was going to say yes, 2004. Yeah. No, no, oh, yes. The Joel Schumacher classic. Yeah. Um, the Robert Robert England yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Yes. The, the, this is probably my favorite version of the story um, mm-hmm. because it has Molly Shannon. And she plays a friend of Jill Sholin from, you know, Stepfather and Cutting Class and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're in New York in the modern times, which was, you know, the late 80s. And... She's a singer and she's trying to find this this new audition song and she finds this old song that this guy wrote way back when in these archives and when she's performing it she's hit with a sandbag or something and she passes <laughs> out mm-hmm. and then she w- wakes up and she's back in time when this song was written and then it turns into kind of the classic fan- Phantom of the o- Opera story where she's you know this ingenue who wants to have this part but this really conceited diva has the part and you know there's all that stuff um but it's 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 really well made i think robert england makes for a great phantom um the music's really beautiful too Mm -hmm. and it's it's very well shot and very entertaining a very gory at times too yeah so it's a it's it's a definitely a different but very entertaining take on the story so check it out yeah that's good i haven't seen that one in a while so maybe i will pull that out from the the archives oh our dusty archives (laughs) i love a library research sequence gonna be Mm -hmm. looking through my dvds and trying to find it especially if it has molly shannon too oh well yes of course of course um mine is uh I don't think I've said this one. A movie called Lyle from 2014. Um, oh, I haven't seen this yet. It looks it's, interesting. Uh, it's pretty good. It's very short. It's more of a short film. Almost. It's like 62 minutes long. It's a uh, very mm-hmm. short. Uh, it is lovingly referred to as the lesbian Rosemary's Baby. Sold. Um, sold. So there we go. You know, <laughs> it's got a young couple who move into a new home and they are suffering from guilt and grief because they lost their child. Um, and soon, mysterious feelings abound, as those around them seem to harbor plans for the couple's 
next newborn child. Uh, so it, it kind of takes the Rosemary's Baby setup and adds a little bit of a, a twist to it where they have already lost one child in the past. And uh, so that is making the lead, played by Gabby Hoffman, already very questioning all these things about reality and thinking, okay, maybe this kid could still be here and maybe I didn't actually lose the kid. And uh, But then there's also these people who are trying to, you know, uh, get her new baby and do different things with them, which is, that's where the Rosemary's Baby stuff comes into. Um, and of course, it's all in this apartment setting, just like Rosemary's Baby. Uh, but it's, it's, it, it, it feels fresh enough without feeling like a total, like, ripoff of a Rosemary's Baby. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And it's got a... Uh, a queer twist, like I said, because they're a queer couple, and uh, it's pretty good. It's worth checking out. I don't know if it's playing anywhere, but uh, streaming, but uh, it's out there. I think and, I saw uh, it pop up on one of the streaming sites, and I added it to my list, which just grows bigger every bigger and bigger. Day, and bigger so, yeah. yeah, it's uh, directed by a woman too, Stuart Thorndike. So you know, go check it out. It's out there. Uh well, those are pretty good overlook gems. Those were not total. Uh, no <laughs> misfires like no, some of ours have been recently so <laughs> i think we're getting better at <laughs> we're this. getting better at it yeah <laughs> starting to remember some that were actually pretty good yeah we went through a dark phase yeah um <laughs> it was all those movies from the 2000s that we were covering yeah. we're like oh my yeah, God. yeah yeah we got one more of those left and then we might transition to something else we'll see um, yeah, we've got bit big ideas here at yeah. the haunted hill we've got possibilities maybe even a lot boom Red hot possibilities. I uh, pay shy abilities. <laughs> you don't even know you got. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Shaw, for <laughs> chiming in. Oh, uh, that was my little my Linda Lavin, but uh, I don't okay. know. Okay, all right, all right. Close enough. <laughs> Linda Lavin would have been a great Mary Shaw. Hey, no, in a musical. There's still there's, time. There's still time. I think we need a team up of, you know, these three <laughs> women, scorned women, Mary, Matilda, and, and Elizabeth. <laughs> sort of a first wives club kind of thing with them getting their revenge on everybody. <laughs> to the sound of the Motown classics. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say I can't go kill some other guy. You don't know me. <laughs> oh, move over the book club. Cut out your tongue. Yes. Yeah, we, oh, uh, we didn't mention the book club too is currently shooting in Italy. I th- I so they're going to be the eating pasta. I haven't seen the first pizza. one, so maybe someday. Oh, Kevin, <laughs> you're no longer gay. You're 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 just not. You, you are just you're out of the club now. Apparently, yeah. Actually, it's really not that good, but it's that's what really, I hear. <laughs> but it's really, like the cast but is great. I, but like, I take what I can get at this point because yeah. the cast is so great. <laughs> that's a wrap on Dead Silence slash Stay Alive slash Darkness Falls. Darkness Falls slash whatever the hell we end up covering. <laughs> it's been a weird couple months. Dracula 2000. <laughs> Tune in next week. Uh, we're covering something that, while has been around for a while, is only getting attention that it deserves right now. So it'll be a good time. So, uh, you know, watch your tongues. Don't scream. Mm. Don't you dare scream. Yeah. Be kind to old women. Don't question That's their right. ventriloquist skills. 
That's right. That is right. How dare you, Michael? How dare you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had it coming. Let's be real. He did. He only had himself to blame. Yeah, I bet you he would have done the same. Mm-hmm. I okay. Have. I, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, goodbye. Bye, y'all. Bye.